What's going on, guys? It is, uh, what, week 15, and this is the Touchdown Hoedown. Final thoughts. What's going on, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I'm a high-limit DFS player. I focus only on two sports, football and golf, because it's all I got fucking time for. I really encourage you to hang around till the end. Hear my spicy take. If you like the cut of my jib, come check out the schedule. The big guy stays busy. Wait till January. I'll be real, real busy again. But in the meantime, let's get going. Let's talk about what we always talk about. We're going to be talking about contest selection, because if you don't know, you need to know. You can see we already got, I, I had the uh, 10 games laid up. The Millionaire Maker tomorrow, go ahead and play in it uh, and put your five lineups in it if you're a fucking moron uh, and you like to deposit every week. If not, do as I always tell you. Go try some single entries, some three maxes, or, you know, 20 max. And here's the lesson for Dave. You're going to go play in this $3 20 max or something like that, right? Not a bad. I mean, I will warn you, there is 396,000 people in it. Maybe go try the $4 single entry or the $1 single entry that have fewer people in it. But if you're going to play in it, here's what I really encourage you to do this week. Don't play like seven quarterback stacks among your 20 lineups, right? If you're going to play 20 lineups this week, at most, I think you should have three quarter, three primary quarterback stacks that you play. And really, I encourage you to play two because even if you are fortunate enough to hit the nut stack this week, what you have to remember is like when you hit the right tech, you still got to have the perfect combination and a good run back for it to hit. And if you're only running, you know, th that stack in two or three lineups, it really makes it rare that you're going to hit that stack even when you hit that stack, if that makes sense. So make sure you're making multiple versions of your lineup. So if your stack goes off, you have multiple chances to make sure your quarterback's, you know, hitting both parts of that double stack and the run back sitting. So that's your lesson today with contest selection. Pick contests that fit the number of lineups you want to make. I really encourage you to try to stay under 20 lineups. Really hand build and enjoy the creativity of building lineups. Uh, you know, if you want to use an optimizer, go ahead. But I just don't. I don't love it. So there you go. I, 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 that's why I stick to single entry and three maxes, and I don't spam the 150 uh, MMEs. Is because I like to hand build my lineups and have multiple versions of just the one, two, maybe three stacks I'm playing for the week. Hey, the best contest out there is this one. Zero dollars to enter. No fucking strings attached. Just building the community. It's my tournament. First place gets a free millionaire maker ticket with me that we will build together. Second place, free month on my Discord, uh, which ain't a bad prize either. You can't help but notice the big guy's pushing hard towards 2200 Why don't you go give me a like and a sub? Because you know, uh, maybe, maybe even tell a friend about me, you motherfucker, because you know the YouTube algorithm's not going to help me out. Okay? So fuck them. Help the big guy. Let's start where we always got to start. It is weather. If you don't know, it is currently Saturday, so I am about to be watching the Buffalo game. And what I want you to know is that the weather tomorrow looks a lot better. It doesn't look like we got too much crazy Buffalo weather going on. Most of them are in the warmer spots and the places where it's not warm. It doesn't appear to be any snow or rain. Uh, the places where it could be bad, they're, uh, they're playing. Well, I say that. The three domes are all nice areas. So there's not a lot of weather concerns tomorrow, which you've got to factor that in, right? But if we don't have any, we're going to get straight to it. we got a 10-game slate. And the first thing I want to tell you, the first thing that you should really be looking at, which is super rare, is that 40% of the games are afternoon games. Games, right, the later slate, which gives us a lot of options, and this is going to tie directly to my spicy take that will be at the end of the video. You got to realize that when there's more games in the afternoon, that gives us more chances to play the game. I know you got your fucking picks and you got your takes, but I'm telling you, when just like it, uh, we're watching this three game slate here on Saturday, there's more chances to play the games when there's more options in the afternoon. So late swap is going to be a real thing that you need to attack tomorrow. If you don't know how to do the late swap game, well, just know that is another way that the pros have a huge advantage on you as they're using late swap to their advantage and you're not. So that is something you got to take note of with four afternoon games tomorrow. 
All right, we're going to run through the games. We're going to talk about some injuries, uh, talk about some things to consider. Uh, that's that's what we're going to do. The first thing game we got up here is Detroit and the Jets. If you don't know, our boy Garrett Wilson's back. I guess he's, you know, the Mormon Lord is being good to him, and so he's back. And, he, you know, like maybe he won't suck, okay? I still want to believe. He offers some up, uh, upside with his legs. He could get a rushing touchdown. The Jets have shown to have a functional offense this year. I will warn you, though. I feel like too many people want to play these uh, Jets running backs, specifically our boy Z Knight. Okay, but with the, I'm not convinced that the the field that that the it justifies his ownership with him having the backfield. I feel like Michael Carter has a real role, and you've got to be aware of that. So uh, tread lightly on that chalk. A Michael Carter, Garrett Wilson, Zach Wilson stack. Could get spicy. Could be something. We know Detroit doesn't mind giving up some points, right? And the great thing about Detroit is they can definitely push the pace back the other way. On the Detroit side, I, you know, you got to ask yourself, the, the, Goff hasn't been great outside this year. So all of his big games have come indoor on the track meet. So I don't know if I love a Goff stack. And I can't believe I'm going to say this, but maybe it's a Garrett, or uh, not a Garrett, a Jamal Williams week, right? And so that could be a real thing. I still want to believe DeAndre Swift is coming back, but just every week where I'm like, this is the week, it just never is. So you got to be thinking maybe it's a Jamal Williams week or maybe you just run about with Amon Ross St. Brown or maybe you just stay the hell away from this game. Moving over here to Kansas City. Kansas City definitely has the biggest total on the slate, 14-point uh, uh, total against Houston. Houston has shown the ability to push some teams this year, so maybe you know uh, they have some really nice runback options with uh, 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 who's my boy, uh, where the hell's yeah, Chris Moore. Love that guy. Got me there. As you can see, the optimizer it says he's going to get there a lot. You just got to ask yourself: Do you really want to eat twenty five percent Chris Moore chalk? Okay, uh, you know, maybe maybe Dorsett is the nice pivot there. I think he's about the same player as Chris Moore, and you're going to get him at what is that one eighth the ownership? Seems like uh, you know a pretty easy decision to me. The question for me is: Patrick Mahomes, uh, Kelsey, Juju stack makes a lot of sense here, but. Only you can only afford to pay that kind of price if you think that they're going to get pushed and Mahomes could have one of those 300 yard games with maybe four touchdowns. And that's probably not going to happen if they're not getting pushed. Okay. And the other problem you got to worry about with Mahomes is who to stack him with. I mean, it was just a, a week ago that McKinnon's going crazy and not many people have Mahomes stacked with McKinnon, which you kind of had to have to make that stack work. So if you're going to play Mahomes, I would say you're going to want to play him in multiple lineups, at least five to 10, so you can practice getting all of his. Um, stacks right. You're going to need to have multiple iterations, and you're going to almost always want to double stack him because of the lack of uh, upside that he offers with rushing. Okay, moving on from there, I think this is going to be everybody's early game that they that they're going to want to stack. I, I would probably classify this as chalky. Uh, a lot of chalky pieces in this game. Dak uh, is going to be uh, highly owned. Uh, CD is going to be highly owned. I I don't know if the running backs are going to be highly owned uh, in this one. Uh, but people do love some Pollard and some Zeke. I just think they're getting too expensive to play at this point, seeing they're almost in a 50-50 timeshare. To me, the more interesting side is the Trevor Lawrence side. We saw that Trevor Lawrence, I, it only took me playing him 58,000 times this season for my Trevor Lawrence stack to finally pay off, but he finally showed he has a lead upside. You can stack him with ETN, Zay Jones, of course, Evan Ingram, even Marvin Jones, and of course, I think Christian Kirk is just due for another one of those random two-touchdown 120-yard weeks. So this is a great game to target, but the key is if you target it, you're going to have to get different than everybody else, right? Uh, and you're going to need to have some weirder pieces. Moving on from there, one of these sneaky shootout games. I love these games in the dome against teams that seem like they're bad. No one's going to play this game, and these are the game. This is my theory. When two bad teams play, sometimes they actually end up being good. And this is probably my favorite sneaky shootout game of the week. Uh, I'm telling you, uh, you look at the quarterbacks and you think, well, there's no way a Desmond Ritter team could get there, and you're right. 
or he could. Okay, We don't know much about Desmond Ritter. We don't know what to expect, but I'll tell you this. He's going to have a hard time being worse than Marcus Mariota is, and people still play him. So a Desmond Ritter stack could be super sneaky, right? And you know that Cordell Patterson, Drake London are the obvious stackable options with him. And then you have great runbacks with Kamara. You have great runbacks with Olave. You have all of these choices. And so because of that, I'm really interested in this. And if you really want me to get gross, I don't even mind an Andy Dalton stack, right? Andy Dalton, you know, the nice thing about him is Kamara, Olave, uh, and Landry Jones are basically who's going to be getting all of his usage, right? And so if they're getting the usage, well, then, like, we know that that's a viable option that all I got to do is play Andy Dalton. If he goes off, this is who his points are going to. So that interests me. On the flip side, probably the game I'm the least interested in tomorrow is Pittsburgh versus Carolina. If you don't know, uh, our boy Kenny uh, Pickett, Kenny, Cody Pickett, whatever his name is, old slapdick Pickett's what we're going to call him. Okay, he is out. It's looking like uh, it is going to be a what? I think it's um, it's 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 Trubisky that's going to be starting. Yes, and uh, I would not play Mitchell Trubisky. He's not very good, but if you want to play a guy that's going to be point one percent owned, you go play some Trubisky. Uh, because of that, I feel like that makes most of their pass catchers not very playable. Uh, Deontay Johnson and Fryermuth maybe you know get more touches because like he's going to go to a safety blanket and those are going to be used as sponsors. But guys like you know George Pickens, I, I can't even consider. I just think Najee Harris sucks this year, and now you're going to give him an even worse quarterback. I'm not really interested. On the flip side of that, with uh, Carolina. You know, I, I, who do you want to play from Carolina? I, for me, the answer is uh, nobody. Deontay Foreman would be the only one I would really consider. But, man, their offense sucks. And Sam Darnold coming back ain't going to fix it. And this is going to be a slow, sloggy game. I don't like it. I'm staying away from it. You do what you do, but I'm staying away from it. We got the Bears versus Philly. Uh, our boy Justin Fields is back. And, you know, you see this big line. Everybody's convinced Philadelphia is the best team in the NFL. They can't be beat. Their defense is unstoppable. Jalen Hurts is the next coming of Christ. But there is this thing called uh, things don't always work out exactly how you think they will. And maybe this is another one of those times that Justin Fields goes off for one of those 40-point games, and you can actually get him at reasonable ownership this time. And the best part is, is when he goes off, you only got to stack him with one guy. And I think Cole Komet's really the only one you should even consider now that Mooney's not there, unless you want to go play the Pringle, uh, Dante Pettis, uh, St. Brown lottery and try to guess which one he's going to hit. Um, and then the best part is, is the Eagles have the most obvious runbacks with either A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith. On the flip side of this, anytime you can get Jalen Hurts at under 10% this year, ownership, I think that's reasonable, but I think he's going to push to 15 or 20%. Maybe you just go in this game and play Miles Sanders, hope he counterfeits him, and you can get off the chalkiest quarterback. Jalen Hurts has been playing amazing, but I will tell you, there is one caveat I would say, and I, Jalen Hurts has been, I play the shit out of him, so this is no slander on him. He has been perfectly efficient. Let's imagine there's not a game that he doesn't complete 80% of his passes and he doesn't get that rushing touchdown. Uh, it really starts to hamper his upside. And at 8,200, he basically has to get you 30 points to win a GPP. So there is a path for him to have a good game, but not a great game. And then you've just faded the chalkiest quarterback on the slate. Okay? Uh, and the Bears, the Bears play kind of slow. They run the ball a lot. So something to consider. All right, this is where the afternoon slate starts, okay? The first game is uh, New England versus uh, the Raiders. We still don't have word on Ramondre. Uh, he's probably 50-50 to play. If he doesn't play, you've got to probably think it opens up some value at running back. Uh, specifically, our, our dude Kevin Harris looked pretty good the other night, so I think he's a viable play if we get word that Stevenson's out. 
Problem is, we probably won't get official word until after lock. So that's why you got to be able to keep your lineup flexible uh, and be able to make changes. Same thing with uh, Jacoby Myers. It looks like he's probably 50-50 to play, maybe trending more towards doubtful. And if he doesn't play, you got to have the flexibility in your lineup to go get somebody like a Kendrick Bourne in. Because at 3,100, Kendrick Bourne, I think, becomes their top receiver there in a game where they're going to need to push the pace. Uh, because if we know anything about the Raiders, they can score points, right? On the Raiders side of the ball, uh, Josh Jacobs is banged up. I would say he's uh, trending towards probable to play. Uh, he was limited Friday in practice, and anytime that happens, you do got to keep an eye out for it. But this could be one of those games. It's just like a Josh Jacobs uh, workhorse show, and he just takes over. Uh, Devontae Adams, you know, it, just 9000 is so expensive when there's not a lot of great values, but maybe – if you play Kendrick Bourne, that frees you up the money to go play Devontae Adams, to go play Josh Jacobs, and then you have that correlation, right? The only thing I worry about in this game is, will Derek, if you want to run like a Derek Carr stack, will the uh, Patriots be able to push the pace enough to make this game something like 31 to 28 or 28 to 27 or something like that? If you think they can, well, then I think a Derek Carr is super live, right? But maybe the trickiest one of all is a Mac Jones stack. Nobody's playing a Mac Jones stack. I don't care if this thing says 6% or not. They're not going to play him. But at $5,000 against the Raiders, I don't hate it, Bob. And his wide receivers, especially if we get word that Jacoby Myers is going to be out, there's only so many guys he can throw the ball to, right? So that could be a tricky one. Once again, that is con that's connected to my hot take. Wait till the end. Uh, Denver, if you don't know, Russ Wilson's out. Kyler Murray's out. This game becomes a slog, but this is uh, because this game is a slog and the pieces aren't very appealing. I mean, outside of James Conner, there's really uh, James Conner. I guess Latavius Murray to a less extent. There's not a lot of guys I want in this game unless it's Pivot City. Okay, if I'm if I'm getting my ass kicked early on, you can pivot to this game and not a soul is going to play quarterbacks from this game or stacks from this game. And that is a way that you can get way different than everybody else. You can ride the Colt McCoy train all the way back to a min cash, brother. But outside of that, we got to watch uh, uh, Hollywood Brown. He was limited in practice Friday, so got to make sure that he's going to play. But I, I really worry about his upside uh, without Kyler running around like a little hobbit and throwing uh, 60 yard touchdowns on broken plays. Tennessee and the Chargers, this game, you know, Tennessee has actually pushed the pace in more games this year than you probably think they have. And we all know that the Chargers have a very good offense, plus the Chargers have a very concentrated usage. It's Eckler, it's Keenan Allen, it's Mike Williams, it's Josh Palmer, basically going to be getting it, and Gerald Everett. Uh, so I think Justin Herbert is a tremendous play. Problem is, I think he's going to be a little owned. As you can see, 11%, but as you can see, he's the number one quarterback this week to show up in the optimal. The best part about that is Tennessee has the most obvious run back ever with Derrick Henry. Uh, they also have some nice punt options with uh, uh, Onokwa. I don't even know what the fuck to say his name. I know he catches a lot of touchdowns, though. Uh, he's a cheap run back. And, of course, Bobby Trees is always a, a, a decent run back. Okay? If, you're really, if you're really a sicko, go Tannehill. But I'm telling you, if you play Tannehill, just expect 25 passes and just know that he sucks. Okay, So I, I don't like the old Tannehill unless it's like desperation hour. But if you're going to play a desperation stack in the afternoon, I really think I'd rather just go play a Colt McCoy uh, stack. right? And the last game, my favorite game, of the entire slate, the Bengals versus the Brady, the Brady's, the fighting Tom Brady's. I have a belief that Tom Brady still has some shootout ability ability in him. And we have seen the Bengals have really been good on offense for about the past five weeks. They have their weapons. They're going to be aggressive. It's down in uh, uh, Tampa where we know that there's all kinds of shootouts in the past. This game just has all the makings for shootout city in it. And so because of that, I want to believe that this is going to be the game. We do need to monitor T. Higgins. He was limited in practice Friday, but I I think he's going to play. Tyler Boyd is overpriced, but he was a full participant, so I imagine he's going to be back. 
Uh, if you check out the tight end, uh, I think that you, uh, uh, you, you know, if you don't know, we still got our boy Hayden Hurst out. He died. He, he took the Hurst. So I, I guess Mitchell uh, 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 Wilcox is an option. Uh, but what you really want to do here is I think you want to get on both of these quarterbacks, and I think you are either of these quarterbacks, double stack them, and then you have a great bring back option on, on either side. If you want to go with a Brady stack, you have Mixon, Chase, uh, and Higgins as runbacks. If you want to go with the Burrow side, you've got Godwin, Fournette as runbacks. Hell, even Rashad White, I don't hate. So all of this leads me to my hottest take of all, the final take, which I'm going to tell you in just a second. Just so you know, if all of this is too much for you, I make this thing called the Rosetta Stone where I lay out all of the cash plays, or excuse me, all of the high upside plays, the correlated plays, the best games to target, all of this. I do this for my Discord, which is over on my Patreon. Maybe a website coming soon. The big guy has kind of gotten you know, big enough where I might need a website, but you've interested come check this out uh we're growing every day i appreciate it go give me a follow on twitter and don't forget to like and subscribe this video here's my hot take i think that you should play weird pieces in the early part of the day tomorrow okay save all your stacks till the afternoon okay have a chalky stack right build a lineup where you have justin herbert in there or whoever you like from the afternoon and then know that go play some weird pieces in the early part of the day if those weird pieces are hitting early in the day or all the chalk bust right go let people play jalen hurts and mahomes and dak and hope none of those guys do well just like i told just like i said fade Kirk cousins because it is currently saturday and i said fade Kirk cousins play some weird pieces and if that hits now you have the nuts the rest of the day and you can go play whatever you want and the best part is is if the chalk hits in the early part of the day now you can go pivot to a tom brady stack you can go pivot to a to a colt mccoy stack a really weird stack that nobody's going to play right and that gives you all the freedom to try to save your lineups if things don't go well for you early in the day or it gives you a chance to have the nuts heading into the afternoon and be able to play the chalkiest best pieces that you want because you faded the chalk early in the day and you have so many great options because there's four really good afternoon games not only are there is it awesome that there's four games it's awesome that there's four games that all have potential shootout abilities in my humble opinion so that is something to consider i hope you've enjoyed this show i hope you come check out uh my schedule the big guy stays busy and i hope you win some money tomorrow brother but most of all i hope you enjoy my outro (laughs) 